Good morning and welcome to KLE. This is the podcast world of kingdom leaders being equipped. And this is your host, Sean Smith. Welcome to Sunday. This is a Sunday morning and beautiful Sunday morning in Pennsylvania. We are grateful. We had a super storm last night and we are grateful to have great weather today again. And uh, we are breathing. Hey, if you're breathing, you are a miracle. Listen, and if you know Jesus as your Lord, your King and your Savior of your life, then you are a miracle. Isn't that amazing? That is the greatest miracle that can ever take place is that you are a new creature in Christ, restored, reconciled, redeemed to your Father. Isn't that amazing? You are a miracle today. And because you've opened your eyes, you're breathing, you're up on your feet, you are a miracle. And that means you have an assignment. That means that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost and that you are an assignment to this generation. You are here for such a time as this. You are on the earth, not to make a living, but to make a difference, not to to get born and die, uh, but to actually have purpose in the earth. That is why you are here. You are the miracle that this generation, that this world needs right now. It doesn't matter how insignificant you may feel about yourself or how weak you may feel about yourself. It's not about you. It's about you have been sent for such a time as this, and you are the miracle. You know, that's That's something we just have to begin to give praise to God for and and give thanks to God for His grace on our life is that we are the miracle. (laughs) Is that He's given us His life, His nature, His ability. Um, You know, a scripture that really always stands out to me is is 1 John 4, 4, is that greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world, which means you've got greater wisdom, greater life, greater capacity, greater power, greater ideas, greater innovation, greater skill, greater wisdom, greater understanding, all with inside of you than he that is in the world. Because the greater one, the creator of the universe, lives inside of you. Isn't that amazing? That's you today, man. You're special. I just want to share two thoughts with you beyond that thoughts <laughs> is that I was thinking of two things today <clears throat> is that there's only one, really one objective. We've made the church's objective to get to heaven, you know, is just to get through, live good enough so that you can get to heaven. But we weren't created for heaven. We were created for the earth. We were created to have dominion here, to rule and reign here. And the church has made the objective to just get to heaven. It's been everything is about leaving here and get to heaven. So what we not done is we haven't taken dominion. We All we've tried to do is survive here with getting needs met, getting our prayers answered, you know, building our ministries and getting to heaven, just escaping out of this world. And therefore, we haven't fulfilled our commission to this world, to this generation and to the generations past. There's really one objective, one objective that that the Lord has given us, And that is maturity. 
And in verse 13 of Ephesians chapter 4, he says, Until we all reach oneness in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, growing spiritually to become a mature believer, reaching to the measure of the fullness of Christ, manifesting his spiritual completeness and exercising our spiritual gifts in unity. We were talking about this on, in, on Friday in the, in the session on Friday, the episode on Friday. And we need to understand is that our whole goal, our whole objective is to bring people to maturity in Christ. One of the things that we need to understand about maturity is, is that they people are empowered. Look what it says. In, they're empowered in their faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. They reach to the, to the measure of the fullness of Christ, manifesting His spiritual completeness and exercising spiritual gifts in unity so that we are no longer children, spiritually immature, tossed back and forth like ships on a stormy sea, carried about by every wind of shifting doctrine, by the cunning and trickery of unscrupulous men, by the deceitful scheming of people ready to do anything for personal profit, but speaking the truth in love in all things, both in speech and our lives, expressing his truth, let us grow up in all things into him, following his example, who is the head Christ. Verse 16 says, from him, the whole body, the church, in all its various parts, joined and knitted firmly together by what every joint supplies, when each part is working properly, causes the body to grow and mature, building itself up in unselfish love. The whole objective is, is that is maturity. Maturity is where we're empowered to, in fact, build ourselves up as the body of Christ in love. You are the temple of God. You are the building. And so you need to be built to the place of maturity. It's not dependent on men. It's a dependent on you. It's dependent on your, your journey, on, on your uh, growth. It's in you seeking and establishing yourself in God's kingdom and in God's ways, God's righteousness, so that you become established in in the word and in faith and in who he is and in who you are in him. You come to the place where you're able to share your gift with others and help them and develop them. You know, your, your gifting that you have is God's equipment to you to help and inspire and influence the world. That's what God's given you a gift for. It's not to, to make you important and puff you up, but it's so that you can bless the world, you know. And and that that's part of maturity. That's part of growing up. One objective, maturity. Second thing that we need to understand is that there's only one process, and the process is making disciples. Unfortunately, we've reduced discipleship to a 10-week sausage-making machine, or maybe it's even 12 months. We, we think that if we can get people to a bunch of meetings, then we've actually attained discipleship. But I want to teach on, on Tuesday night about 
really what the word discipleship really means. Because when you understand what the word make disciples really means, it's, it's so much, it's so loaded. But today I just wanted to bring out the fact that there's one objective and one process. The process is discipleship. Discipleship to me contains three elements. It, it varies, okay? So it depends on the person, but the three elements is engage, equip, and empower. If we're not engaging this generation, then we are never going to disciple them. We'll never bring them to maturity. Engaging them means doesn't mean bringing them to our church meetings. Engaging them doesn't mean introducing them to our pastor. Engaging them doesn't mean getting them to join our organization. <clears throat> Excuse me. Engaging them means we know how to connect with them where they are. We know how to listen. We know how to communicate. We know how, how what our message is. We know who we are. We know how to, in fact, you know, we secure enough to make the right appeal, to make the right connection to the right people where they are right now. Engaging means we have the skill to communicate clearly to the right people at the right time. Engaging means we know how to influence and there's 30 ways of influence. Engaging means we know amongst others. Okay. Um, engaging means we know how to build relationship. We know how to model. We know how to mentor. We know how to instruct without preaching. We love preaching, don't we, <laughs> in the church. Equipping means we can help people discover their gifting. We can help people discover their, their assignment, their mandate, their purpose. We can help people discover you know, who they are in Christ. We can help people discover their, their ability and their strength in who he is, discover their relationship, discover how to walk in things of the Spirit. And then empower means we raise and release. We can empower people, not have power over people, but empower them, not employ them, but deploy them, release them. Releasing takes tremendous security because to release somebody, you've got to be secure enough to, to let them go. And the thing about it is, is that if you are not released, then you're not going to release others. If you're not empowered, you're not empowering others. And so that is the process that I see. But it's one process. One process, make disciples. One objective, bring to maturity. And those are the two points I wanted to share with you today. Nothing changes from that. That is still the focus of what, what the kingdom of God is about. Of course, it's in, when, it, when we're talking kingdom, there's a lot more. But I'm, I'm saying just within the context of if, if we simplify it down to it's so simple, it's so easy. Really, if you just think on those lines, are you mature today? You know, are you developing and growing into maturity? 
Do you know what that means? Have you looked at those scriptures? Have you have you seen what the Bible teaches? What does it mean to be a, a, a perfect son of the Father? You know, what does that mean? What does it mean to be conformed to the image of Christ? What does it mean to be transformed into his likeness? To be like Jesus? What does it mean to be a rep, to represent and reflect your heavenly Father? What does that mean? What does it what does that look like? What does it mean to be to be manifesting his spiritual completeness and exercising your spiritual gifts in unity? To no longer be children. What what does it mean? What does it mean to be to to speak the truth in love, both our speech and our lives expressing his truth? What what does it mean to to grow up into him who is the head? What does it what does it mean to to from 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 him? to be joined and knitted firmly together by what each of us supplies when we each doing our work properly and we're causing the body to grow and mature, building itself up in unselfish love. Is it building, building, building the body causes the body to grow. We're not talking about causing your church to grow. We call the body is you and me. You know, the people. What are we doing to cause the people to grow? And that's what we've got to be thinking about. You know, where are you in the scale of things? Are, are you able to, to be there? Have you thought about that? Where are you on that scale? You know, you can't be day seven if if you're not being day one or day two. You know, in creation, there were seven days of creation. Where are you on the scale of creation don't try and be day five if you're day one, but acknowledge your day one and say, I need to move to day two and begin to grow, begin to mature, begin to grow into the things so that you become the maturity that this world needs right now. This generation, this nation, your nation needs right now is for you to grow up and be the person. You know, even if you're a pastor, you're a teacher, you're whatever, you know, a spiritual leader, an elder, have you really grown up? Are you really emotionally and are you, are you emotionally, are you spiritually mature enough? Have you grown up to the place? You know, I've met elders, I've met pastors, I've met leaders who are still so immature, they do not know how to connect with people. They do not know how to engage people. They don't really know how to equip except by preaching and teaching. They don't know how to engage and equip and empower people on a, on a very individual level. They don't know how to do it. We're so busy. We're so caught up in our worlds that we don't know how to do it. And so where are you on the maturity scale? Where are you on the... Where are you on the um, the process? Do you know how to work the process of discipleship? Where you are knitted, joined, and knit, knitted firmly together by what every joint supplies. That's what it is. That's what it is. So I just really thought, you know, these two points really came to me today. One, one objective, bringing people to maturity. Number two, one process that Jesus gave. He said, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations and ethnos or communities or, or um, uh, uh, cultures of, of every culture. Make disciples. So that is, it doesn't change. It hasn't changed. 
What are we doing? What are we doing about that? Don't you think that we'd see the church, the world in a different place if we were really, really doing this? If this was our focus, every single one of us, if this was our focus. So I want to leave that thought with you today. And uh, I pray that, you know, that it will really reflect upon your heart, that you will really consider this, meditate upon it, and uh, be inspired to, to be that to this world right now. And uh, share it, you know, get, let, let others think about this. It's not, it's not the information of it, it's just the thought that, that sort of challenges our thinking here a little bit. So share it out, let's get it out there, and let people be inspired to be more than just, you know, church members, church participants, but people that actually make a difference. All right. So this is from Sean. Thanks for being with me today. Until next time. God bless you.